Welcome to Dress to Manifest, a podcast for ambitious women who are ready to embody their best self through style and make their dreams a reality. I'm your host, Ariel Brittany, a personal stylist and confidence coach with a compassionate, intuitive, and spiritual approach to styling. I help heart-centered leaders and entrepreneurs shine in an authentic, aligned style that cultivates magnetic confidence and joy. Let's dress to manifest. Hello, and welcome to Dress to Manifest. We have a very special, fun episode for you. I'm here with my marketing assistant, friend, and podcast editor, Ella, who is absolutely amazing and is responsible for bringing to you very finely curated versions of what could be me rambling on (laughs) about style, astrology, all the things we love. But Ella is absolutely brilliant at what she does. And she's also a Leo sun, Virgo moon, Virgo rising, uh, which is a twinning big three to my partner, Rad. So just like the best, most like vibrant, but grounding energy to be around. So that is my introduction to Ella. But I want to let yourself introduce yourself to the audience who you have been like editing for in your own (laughs) words. Oh, thank you. That's such a nice introduction. Uh, yeah, I'm Ella. Um, I'm at Whimsicola at all platforms, Instagram, everything. Uh, and yeah, uh, like Ariel said, I am uh, her marketing assistant and podcast manager and friend. Um, I feel like all of our meetings um, just are us catching up on our lives as well as talking about like content and podcast stuff. So yeah, it's a nice little balance. But yeah, um, basically, I specialize in copywriting, um, but I do a lot of different like marketing and content marketing bits uh, for a bunch of different clients. Um, so for Ariel specifically, it's Instagram, obviously the podcast, and then we do a lot of work around Pinterest as well and growing her presence on Pinterest. Uh, and yeah, I also love astrology, <laughs> a big dominator in our conversations as well. Uh, and yeah, that's just me in a nutshell. Oh my goodness. I love talking to Ella. We talk about everything on our calls, marketing, yes, but like she said, pop culture, a lot of stranger things we talk about too. I'm wearing a stranger things shirt as we speak and Mm. we just have so much fun. And my Pinterest was non-existent and just something I used as a tool for my clients before Ella came in and made it a lively place to be. (laughs) So Thank you for that, Ella. But we are here today actually to celebrate a milestone, a business milestone for us both, which is a year of the podcast. So this is a little bit of a belated celebration because the one-year anniversary was actually September 8th, but you know, better late than never. And it is still Virgo season, which I feel like is, is just the season where I get inspired to share my voice more to honestly get my shit together and I could see it reflected in every year (laughs) every year (laughs) that I've experienced a Virgo season including last year where I was like you know what I'm gonna launch my podcast and I can't believe it's been a year since then Mm, yeah absolutely yeah I didn't automatically remember it was like the one year anniversary like I, I remember like it launched in September last year but I didn't know the exact date and it was only when I was uploading the um, Virgo episode into Podbean. I was like, oh, wow, it's been exactly a year <laughs> since uh, uh, we launched. Uh, because I remember in 2021, 
it was either it was like at the beginning of summer so it's probably around end of um cancer season beginning of leo season you're like i'd really love to do a podcast and you know my partner rad bought me like a mic to sort of like get things started but i really want to actually like dive into it and then i remember i went on vacation for like almost a month like in august and by the time i came back to you like I worked with a podcast launch specialist and we've got three episodes down and it's launching next week. And I was like, oh, wow, you really sort of knuckled down and made that happen <laughs> during Virgo season, it would have been. Right. I I feel like I tend to work in very intense sessions. Like I think that there's a lot of other neurodivergent people I've met where mm. they, they tend to work that way too, where either I'm like resting or I'm just like, working pretty intensely like it's hard for me to I think subscribe to the Pomodoro method which is a really cool method of you know you take a, I think it's I believe like a 20 minute uh, session of working and then you take about like a five minute break yeah and then you do another spurt um, I used to try to do that but it was really hard for me to be consistent with that as a <laughs> neurodivergent person that I was mm. like okay I'm just gonna work with my own rhythm which is like when I'm like very intensely fixated on something yeah. I just I can make it happen in a short amount of time and I, I feel like um there's probably a lot of people in my audience who can relate to that mm-hmm. um which is the podcast is one of those um one of the results of my feverish intensive sessions but of course like it's like from a place of passion mm-hmm. and I feel like I, I just love being in that that flow state I think it's really comes down to being in a flow state but at a very intense level where I'm like, this is all I want to do. Or I even remember having those things when I was like those flow state intensive sessions when I was little, like being a a kid and just being like, I'm going to, I'm going to build this entire house on Sims, like for three hours. And like, it's all we're going to (laughs) do or even, um, our projects, writing projects. I remember, um, like being, that kid writing at the table, writing books, like little fantasy novels. Like I, who did I think I was? Like I was right. What was my, my novel I was writing as a child was like a werewolf princess novel. Um, oh, wow. I wouldn't, I'd love I wouldn't, to read that. <laughs> I, I got to find it in the archives. Maybe we'll bring it out. But it, yes, that inner child who just passionately got, get, would get obsessive and fixated on things that version of me definitely comes out when I'm like really in my uh, flow state in my like this is my passion project sort of mindset um so yeah that's why when Ella came back she's like oh my god <laughs> there it is three episodes but um for sure I think what kept me consistent was just I think that I am a I've always been a natural like writer I love writing but speaking for me I think it supersedes that voice in my head that's like wait let's go edit that which is why I think podcasting has been a a really incredible tool for like honing the voice for me um as well as having Ella of course to help me edit which is just it's just so nice because there are times where um, I am speaking from bullet points like that is my creative process to like write an episode in bullet points. Um, some of it is really like research based if I'm giving stats or like a history of a person like especially on the icon episodes things like that but there are times where I will definitely go off script many times and just feel like a divine channel and be like somebody needs to hear this like I feel like I need to say this and then 
sometimes it takes me a while to like verbalize what's in my head, especially because I think so much in imagery uh, that I feel like I'm just like, I I will literally stay into the mic. I'm sorry, Ella. I'm sorry (laughs) for pausing so much or tripping over my words. I get excited and I I'll like trip over my words sometimes. But um, yes, a lot of the creative process has been so much fun. And I think that it's been really lovely to feel like not alone in it as well, that it's like a creative endeavor together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And podcasting is really like labor intensive. Like it's a really fun medium. And I love listening to podcasts. Um, I always have one on the go all the time. Uh, but like when it comes to actually making podcasts, it's actually like quite a lot of work and stuff. So yeah, I, I feel like it is definitely helpful to have like another person with you, whether that's editing or marketing or both <laughs> and just like helping. Yeah. So you can really be, stay in your creative flow and not have mm-hmm. to worry about, oh, I have to do this and this and this. Question I have for you is because I'm a really avid podcast listener as well. I, no matter what I'm doing, I tend to have at least like podcast on driving folding laundry making food what like what did you feel surprised you about like being behind the podcast versus like being a podcast listener like the expectations you might have had about it because there are some things that surprised me too well I guess just kind of like keeping on schedule and you know just all the stuff like that's behind the scenes like editing and you know making sure everything's like uploaded correctly um there's been a couple of times where like I've uploaded something in slightly the wrong format it's not come up on Spotify but it is everywhere else and I'm just like what's happening (laughs) like technical stuff like that uh but also just like yeah there's like you would think it's just like oh well you know you put the theme music you put the you know actual content and then the outro then you just upload it but there's like loads of like different steps um that sort of go on behind there as well um and it's just like keeping on top of that and you know staying consistent which I think we've done a good job at staying pretty consistent this year I think so too I feel like um when we switched to a bi-weekly schedule it was just a lot more like sustainable so there was just like a rest period in between and then also a huge goal of the year was to have some amazing guest episodes so it also gave us time for like scheduling if um it gave us a lot more flexibility for the guest schedule as well to get them on the podcast. Um, I would say like, I think what surprised me the most about podcasting was, yeah, just like, I I think that you hear people on the podcast you listen to, especially your favorites, and you get kind of used to a certain cadence or a certain, um, you you just, you know, it's edited, but in your head, it just sounds candid that you kind of expect yourself to sound just as perfect or to not Mm. make as many mistakes. But I just want to assure anybody who's listening, especially if you want to start a podcast, that you're going to like stutter, you're going to fuck up. Yeah. And it's natural. And like, you're not meant to sound like perfectly curated. And a lot of times um, when you just kind of release the need to, to get it exactly right and just say what's on your mind, those are the things that land the most powerfully with people. So that's something that really surprised me was when I let myself just go um, as far as like my expectation of saying something perfectly right, that was when I think the most flow happened. I definitely think it's harder when um, a lot of your episodes are solo. Um, so there's kind of like a, 
I don't want to say pressure, but you definitely sort of have to think more about like what you're going to say and like the structure because you're not really in a conversation with anyone. Um, so yeah, you kind of have to sort of stay like on topic, I guess, because I guess it's quite easily to quite easy to you know, free flow and just kind of wander off on a tangent, which you actually don't do that much. So that's pretty good. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I try. I have my little um, notes on my Google Doc by the by audacity. <laughs> and I try my best to like scroll really quietly because there's a time where at the beginning I was like feverishly scrolling and then like I could hear it in the background. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I need a I need a chill. But yeah, I I'm just like thinking now too about what episodes are just like our favorites. Like, I think that it's pretty apparent to us which ones are the audience favorites, which we'll yeah. share too. But I want to start by sharing our favorites. So, do you have any favorites in mind? Yeah. Well, the first one that sort of immediately comes to mind is the um, main character energy episode. Um, mm -hmm. That one's a pretty good one. The one where you're talking about different makeovers and stuff in uh movies and like pop culture and it sort of made me think about uh, another sort of movie makeover um that you didn't mention which i guess oh makes... i want to know maybe we'll cover it <laughs> no it, like it makes sense why you didn't mention it just because it's not like as apparent as the others uh but like my big fat greek wedding um sort of oh, offers yeah. like a makeover because at the beginning of the film she's quite like you know plain and like she doesn't really think about her appearance that much but then she kind of decides to take control of her own life and branch out of her family's restaurant business into, I think she becomes like a travel agent. Travel agent, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then she takes some night classes to like learn about computers because this was in like 2000 <laughs> when it still needed to <laughs> take classes for computers and it wasn't super intuitive. Um, and yeah, she gets like this makeover done. Uh, but what I really like about it, and I saw a TikTok about it recently, actually, um, talking about the movie. Um, mm -hmm. what I really like about it is like she didn't get the guy because of the makeover she got the guy because she ultimately became a bit more confident in herself because she you know changed her, her own life for her because she wanted to be happier and then as a result um, mm -hmm. the sort of guy came along later and we found out that he noticed her even pre-makeover as well so I thought that was like quite sweet and nice but yeah um, if I were to include one in that episode I would have maybe said that one but I understand why it wasn't included in it I think that that's that's even more amazing that like because abs I absolutely agree like it's one of those examples of a makeover that it was done so so like in such a healthy way mm -hmm. with like really finesse that you don't even notice that it happened <laughs> yeah. because you know she pretty much I mean she looked different but I feel like they didn't what I really like about that movie is that they did differently too is they put that makeover kind of closer to the beginning which mm. I feel like when I think about it a lot of the makeovers in these movies happen in a really dramatic sort yeah. of like scene that almost is like closer to like the middle or the climax of the movie so yeah. I like how they were like yeah this isn't the most important facet or part of this person her looks it's just a result of her changing her life and I really love that she didn't do it for the guy like she so yes I, I love that because that's one of my that's actually one of my favorite episodes too to have recorded um I love pop culture. We both of us love pop culture. We talk about pop culture yeah. a lot mm -hmm. together. 
<laughs> it's so fun. And uh, especially movies. And I grew up consuming a lot of media, movies, books, all of it that just like being able to break down a story and talk about like the different storytelling devices, like what they mean, how they impact us um, and, you know, contribute to culture and how we even see ourselves. Like it was, yeah, that one was really fun. And I hope to bring more pop culture episodes in the future. Um, mm-hmm. There are definitely like new movies that are out in pop culture everybody's talking about. And um, like we were talking about before the episode started, um, Don't Worry Darling has, you know, very, <laughs> very funny memes around it right now. Um, kind of a fever dream of drama around, yeah. <laughs> around it. That's like, like super amusing, but also the movie itself has some pretty amazing fashion and it's like really mm-hmm. of its, of its um, era, the, it's like the period pieces. Like I get really thrilled watching um, period pieces um, no matter what time it's at, because I just like to look at all the costumes and just look at all the, like the details and how, um, just how everything was done with so much intention because it is part of the storytelling in itself. So I will probably do an episode about Bridgerton at some point, because I, I love looking at the character development in Bridgerton with the clothing, even with the hair, you know which sibling is going to be the main character next season based on their hair like there is such thing yeah. as main character hair like I swear did you yeah, see Anthony's hair saw... change <laughs> yeah no, Anthony. I think I saw I know like a either an article or a video or something but they were talking about um like yeah the different hairstyles of the Bridgerton um siblings and stuff and how yeah when it was Anthony's season like they like dialed down his sideburns and changed his hair and stuff like that <laughs> um, which I thought was really funny they were like you're allowed to come out of your Wolverine era like it is your <laughs> <laughs> it's your main character season it's your reputation era time yeah. to take off the mud and chops <laughs> but yeah so that was one of my favorite episodes was the movie one so I'll probably do future solo episodes about pop culture tv shows um and all that and then other ones I loved recording, I would say, I would say the astrology ones, but especially like the introduction, because I was so excited about that. Yeah. And um, how style helps you manifest. That was one of my favorite too. So pretty much a lot yeah. of the pop culture ones, ones about spirituality. Um, those are all my favorites. And mm-hmm. um, I just, yeah, I love talking about astrology. It's probably one of the things I could go on and on about. As, as well as style obviously yeah uh, and I also really love like one of your earlier episodes about um just your relationship with uh body acceptance and like becoming your own client and that one is also quite a popular one uh in terms of podcast listens because it's got one of the highest <laughs> uh, that is listen, actually yeah. the number one one which mm-hmm. it's funny because I the reason why that one didn't immediately come to mind was because it is one of my favorite episodes, but it definitely wasn't my favorite episode to record because mm. I think it was probably the most vulnerable episode yeah. for me. But I am so happy that like, I was just like, okay, Ariel, you're doing this to share something to relate with people, to relate to your audience. Mm. Um, I really had to just like talk myself into a place of like, um, what's the word? just like self-acceptance and yeah. knowing that there's like, this is going to do good for other people because they'll, they'll realize they're not alone. And that I feel like personal stylists themselves don't always talk about that um, yeah. because it's very, 
like, okay, what about your style? What are we doing for you that, um, and especially fashion in itself could be kind of as much as I love Double Wars Prada, like people mm-hmm. think of it as, as like this world that like only a certain elite belong to, which is just like not true at all. Um, and that, yeah, and that everybody's a human being who struggles no matter how glamorous their job seems or how like, you know, put together they might seem. Uh, so I just, I got the most messages about that episode. And to this day, it's the one that people will definitely reach out to me for. So I um, was very like, I really felt vulnerable recording it, but it's definitely on my list of favorites uh, once it was, once I finished recording it and shared it and saw the impact. Yeah, absolutely. And I think because it's such a like vulnerable share, uh, I think that's why people like resonate uh, resonate with it quite a lot. Because I think we've all had moments where we've not really liked the way we look. Uh, and you're right, you don't really see many stylists um, talking about sort of that aspect of struggling with body image themselves. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I just think it's it's, a, it's definitely a good episode to have like sort of at the beginning of like, beginning of the run, <laughs> because it kind of, yeah, lets people know what you're about and stuff like that and like humanizes you a bit. And yeah, I think it's a really, it's a really important um, message as well because I think in the episode as well you talked about like how you said something like really poignant that was like the clothes are meant to fit you you're not meant to fit the clothes and I was like wow that's like super powerful because I've definitely kept things where I'm like oh one day I'll be skinny enough to like fit in that again and then after you said that I have to I had to be like I need to evaluate like what's like in my closet because sure like some pieces are sentimental but like why don't I just like buy the same version of this in a bigger size so that it actually fits me and then I can like feel mm-hmm. great about wearing a good item of clothing rather than waiting um, for the day where I re- restrict myself enough <laughs> to sort of fit back into it so yeah and I think mm-hmm. I imagine a lot of people also like resonate with that idea. Yeah I I love that people actually took some of the tips and rolled with it too because it's true. The clothes are meant to fit us, not the other way around. And it's really just because of the feeling of shame that we can carry from ascribing negative meaning to a number on a piece of cloth that like is telling us, you know, that something is wrong when it's really just something that we've internalized from, you know, very specific beauty standards that are just put into mainstreams mainstream blast all the time and we see it we consume it on social media Mm. so it's like giving ourselves that love it's like kind of almost self-parenting in a way where it's like okay no we're gonna stop this cycle we're gonna actually wear things that make us feel good about ourselves and I think what does help people to at least that I get messages about for that specific episode is like the um the maybe pile like where I mentioned, if you don't feel 100% ready to give things away, to just put it out of sight in like yeah. a maybe sort of bin, the maybe bin. And it's like a clear bin. You could put it in storage, just put it out of your closet and it will do wonders for your mental health in the morning. It is it is crazy. It, it, it seriously helped my own body image. And it's the number one thing I recommend to anybody who is struggling with body image. It's just like, you don't have to 100% get rid of things. Obviously, like, you know, weight can fluctuate 
or things have sentimental value, you don't want to get rid of it. But just having it there, it's like that comfort, but it's not in your face, in your closet, um, you know, making you feel bad every day. It's it's like you look in your closet and you only see possibility, not, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't wear that. Like that feeling is not a great way to start the day. It's like, no wonder, no wonder we feel bad if we have all of those things that um, that don't fit us just hanging there. And, um, but once we remove that, it's like, oh, look at all of these possibilities I have to play with. It's just such a different take. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I implemented that advice after listening to that episode, because I was like, yeah, because it doesn't feel good to sort of look at your wardrobe and then be like, oh, look at all these things that don't fit me anymore. Um, so yeah, I bought one of those like under bed bins kind of thing to like put stuff yes. that didn't quite fit just under my bed just so it was sort of like out of sight out of mind kind of thing and I'm actually moving at the moment I'm going into a new place and I've been sort of doing a reorganize and like evaluating what I want to keep and what I want to give away and stuff and I've been sort of like revisiting those pieces and be like actually this served me for a time but I don't actually want it or need it anymore um so it's quite good in that respect and I have kept like some other pieces because of like sentimental value but it, it sort of makes you realize like, oh, actually, I don't really need this anymore kind of thing. Yeah, where I feel like sometimes we just are so, and this is like so valid to just be like, God, I just want to fit in it versus like, do I actually want it? Yeah. It's kind of like that feeling of, it's like wanting people to like you. There's a quote I heard and I don't know the exact quote, but it was the general idea behind it was, um, okay, you want everybody to like you, but like, do you like everybody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no absolutely yeah and I think yeah because I guess depending on like where your headspace is at certain mm-hmm. clothes like remind you of a certain time in your life or like mm-hmm. yeah how you felt like a, at a certain time and I guess not fitting into a certain piece of clothing maybe sort of reminds you of like oh I'm not that person anymore or something like that but for good or bad but um yeah and I think maybe we hang on to things like a little bit longer because of that oh absolutely like I think that um, it, it is really illuminating where there was a time where I was like holding on to all of these college club dresses. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just like, I just want to fit back into it to validate something within myself, right? But then I remember like putting it away in the, in the maybe bin mm-hmm. and then coming back to it months later and being like, this isn't even who I am anymore. Like, do I even like that? Do I even, yeah. what do I like, screw if I can fit in it. Do I even like this? Do I even yeah. like this person or this version of me better than who I am now? And it's like, no. And then mm. it's in the no pile and you just feel a lot more liberated because it was like a, yeah, it just feels like a conscious decision when you mm. um, just let yourself have that time. It's okay to like think of things. You don't have to get everything done. Like you see on makeover shows or anything like that where they just get rid of everything at once and everything's perfect like by the end of the episode in a 30 minute increment everything's aesthetically pleasing like that's not realistic it's not um it's not realistic for everybody and it's like a curated episode that has like so many people behind the scenes making that happen um especially if it's an uh, it's something you're doing by yourself it's like it's so personal and it's like part of your personal development journey so like being patient with yourself letting yourself take the time step by step I think is really important and when you were talking about like the club dresses and stuff and getting rid of those (laughs) it sort of reminds me of like because I have a lot of like formal wear and stuff for like weddings like formal dresses and things 
Um, but I had that a realization a few years ago, like I don't actually like wearing formal dresses. Um, I prefer like when I am wearing a dress, something a bit more like casual, like a summer dress or something a bit more floaty. Um, I love like a maxi skirt and stuff like that. But when it comes to like wedding wear, I don't really like um, a lot of like the formal dresses. Um, and I actually love wearing a suit. <laughs> so like I, I went yes. like I wore a suit to like my friend's wedding a few years ago and I felt like so great. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? I think it's time to give away all the other <laughs> sort of, you know, formal dresses because I'm never going to wear them again. They don't make me feel good. And I just bought more suits for like, more like weddings and formal events. And yeah, I'm very excited. Obviously, like COVID then shortly happened. So I haven't had a chance to wear some of them, but I'm excited to sort of bring them out when the when the time warrants it. I love suits. Oh, my mm. God. I think I saw I think I think I saw an old picture on Instagram of you in a suit at one point. Yeah. And I was just like, yes, serving. <laughs> like, I have you seen Zendaya and like Taylor Swift in a suit? It's just like, yeah, chef's kiss. Yeah. Just it makes me want to like immediately go buy a suit and just like get it perfectly tailored to my body, like yesterday. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I still want to like find ways to incorporate suits into like everyday wear. Um, yeah. But so far, I can only really incorporate the blazer element. Like, I, I know I feel like when I do the full suit, it kind of feels a bit too formal but uh sometimes I'll just wear a nice blazer and yeah I feel very put together even if it's like just with jeans or something Ooh, we could do like <laughs> impromptu styling we could do like a graphic <laughs> tee and like graphic mm. tee and like maybe like nice clean leather sneakers so it's like still mm. elevated sneakers but it's not it's like in the in-between between dressy and casual so yeah absolutely yeah graphic tee and sneakers you can have a moment <laughs> yeah, stranger, stranger things maybe an eddie munson t-shirt that's a ins <laughs> inside joke because ella like loves eddie munson i mean who doesn't but like yeah. she's like a she eddie munson is like her beloved <laughs> he is yeah well i'll wear my hellfire club t-shirt underneath the suit. <laughs> <laughs> a professional campaign D, D campaign leader <laughs> game master that's the word my brother was like, he'd be like, you're such a new, my brother loves CND. <laughs> um, but yes. Oh my gosh. Where were we? We just, we were talking and then I like lost yeah. track. Yeah. We went on a bit of a tangent uh, talking about our favorite episodes. No, I love episodes. it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, but yeah, it would be good to talk about like some of the guest episodes because obviously you started uh, incorporating guests this year. Uh, so maybe we can talk about like yes. that process and how you find recording like a guest episode versus like a solo one. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's perfect. So I also, my, some of my other favorite episodes are recording guest episodes. And I mean, I think I used to be a lot more of an extrovert before the pandemic. I would probably identify more as an ambivert right now, uh, but I'm still very much like on the extroverted scale. I gain energy from talking to people, bouncing mm -hmm. off of people like my energy just goes up. I, I love being in conversation. So having guests on the podcast was like amazing this year. Like I just felt so high after we would record. I'm going to feel high after we record right now. <laughs> and um, just like on top of the world, because I just love hearing people's perspectives, having them share their stories, their lived experiences with me. And having the guests that we had was just like, the best experience because a lot of them actually all of them I'd worked with in some capacity or they'd worked with me um two of them were actually my own styling clients as well 
and um, just hearing like their them share their expertise and then connect it back to style. And then also if they were my styling client, tell me about how their experience with me still impacts how they see style today and even how they dress on a daily basis. Now it still has like the ripple effect. Um, it was just so fulfilling. And um, the creative process was, I would say different because when I'm recording by myself, I'll just like write a bunch of bullet points and it's very just like brain dumpy and then I'll organize it into kind of a timeline. But um, when it comes to my guest episodes, I, I prepare interview questions ahead of time. So we'll settle on a theme or we'll, um, we'll choose a theme together and I'll email them and be like, what do you think about this? If they say yes, mm -hmm. then all my questions will be all about um, the theme. And usually I, I ask questions that, I ask questions I think people wanna hear, but also that I myself just am very curious about where I'm like, what is it like to balance creativity and perfectionism? Like that's something I wanna know for myself, mm -hmm. like for that episode with Paige or, even, um, you know, things about like, what was your lived experience with being a daughter of immigrants with Mariella, like versus yeah. my experience? Like, I just, I, I think everything started from a place of curiosity and creating those questions. And that's why I had so much fun with it because I was getting like answers to the things I also wanted to know and that I felt like would benefit my audience too. So yeah, the guest episodes are so fun. Yeah. No, absolutely and, and I guess it's like even more special because all the guests you've had so far are people like you've personally worked with um and I think that well you've already got that built-in rapport so like it makes it like a lot easier but because yeah you're talking about certain like different aspects of your like work together and you're able to ask them sort of more questions that you don't really know about them and things like that uh yeah they definitely put like a yeah a different spin onto like yeah the episode and I mean, I'm I'm biased, but like I love Mariella's episode. Um, but we we both work with Mariella, so um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we yeah we love her. Shout out Mariella. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, but I found it really interesting because I also do marketing and content stuff for Mariella. So I and I've known her now for almost three years because she also hired me for um, my corporate job before I became like self-employed. So we've known each other for ages. So I know uh, quite a lot of her story, but it was very interesting listening to that episode because obviously I was listening to her story, but in terms of also style um, and like growing up, you know, on like hip hop culture and stuff like that. And she also talked a little bit about like um, body image, but then also how she like thinks about style, like as a mother and things like that. And yeah, learning new things about her, even though I've known her for so long. Yeah, that's a, it's the best feeling. And I felt the same way because I didn't know that like she like even the way she talked about her style where she was like, yeah, like um, I was super into like Chola culture yeah. and hip hop culture. And this is how I dress. Like it was just it was so cool to just learn something new about someone that you feel close to and that you've known for a long time. Like um, I, I started working with Mariella as my uh, life and business coach uh, 2020 so by the time we recorded that it was about like it was about two years of working together so I just it was things that um, some of it came up during the time where I styled her 
because I've worked with Mariella twice actually for um, myself styling her mm-hmm. and um, yeah like we would talk about where she was at as far as her style and there were of course mindset things that we would talk about too as far as like okay like what beliefs about style are we rewriting together or reclaiming um and we always set intentions with all with all of my clients I love setting intentions it's like a huge part of the work but we didn't like go that far back in like her childhood and her lived experiences like that far back that it was it was really fun to just to hear that and I felt like it felt like being with like a family friend like, like drinking tea and being like what is like this is your childhood this is so cool yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was like a really great episode. And obviously, as you're both like women of color, you're also talking about like that kind of angle and things like that. And yeah, I think it's just very interesting. And you brought up a lot of stuff that I guess we don't really think about in terms of style. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought that um, it was cool to see the different perspective like each guest episode took, where with, um, with Mariella, it was definitely like, from the lens of being a daughter of immigrants, how your culture really um, can be infused in your style. And also the ways that we were even like told that we shouldn't do certain things or show up a certain way as a woman of color and how we could reclaim those things for ourselves. Yeah. And then, and how self-expression is really like the root of all of that. And then with um, Jill, it was really about like imposter syndrome. Yeah. And I mean, like, imposter syndrome is such a prevalent topic today and um that one was definitely like all the guest episodes everybody listened to a lot um but yeah everybody also was like yeah imposter syndrome like I deal with that it was it was good to hear about that and um how it could affect how we want to show up because that's really at the end of the day like that's how imposter syndrome gets us is we disqualify ourselves for things including how we want to actually dress so I loved hearing her perspective on that and um, yeah, just learning more about her too. And then for Christy, we talked about self-actualization through style and kind of like the more energetics part, which Mm -hmm. I feel like um, people might not know some of the things like, like the color psychology behind style and why like it feels good to wear an outfit. Like what is the energy behind that? Like it's actually harmonizing with like our spirit, like who we are as a soul. So I love talking about that. And then with Paige, it's all about creativity. And I, I just, it was really cool to see our overlap where she is a photographer. I'm a stylist. We've worked together where um, she's photographed me and she's been my photographer, but I, she's also, we've been on a team together for having the same client. So it was really fun to talk about how our creative process like overlap, but also the differences and like her specific perspective on creativity, which is just like, it is so relevant to like every single person because everybody I believe is a creative person and just having that conversation with her, I thought was like really important um, to share because I think that not everybody identifies or knows that they're actually creative. Yeah, I really loved um, your astrology episode as well, Um, because I remember like last year you were, I guess, talking about more like bigger concepts like about style, like, uh, yeah, talking a bit about your experience um, and then also just, you know, different like style advice you had and um, how to manifest through style and things like that. But then this year, I think, oh, style as a form of self-care as well, um, uh, that's an episode I also really liked 
but yeah this year you really sort of took time to incorporate your two loves your two babies <laughs> like style and astrology uh, and I really loved how you sort of like integrated it all uh, and yeah I always learn a little bit more each time you do a different zodiac sign because well one I find out when you do the icons um who, who's like falling into like what category uh, and I just love yeah your perspective on each sign and how to sort of embody the energy because like the episodes aren't this episode is specifically for Leos this episode is specifically for XYZ you talk about how to embody the energy of each sign no matter what your own birth child is and I really love that oh thank you yeah because I feel like um there's so many that's the thing I love about astrology is that every sign has so much wisdom and like intelligence to offer to every person and and in our birth chart too um we all have like the signs in our birth chart it's just we might not have like personal placements so it's still like I might not have any Pisces placements or anything and I I bring that up because there's a Pisces full moon um but then I could look and it's like oh it's in my second house oh yes Saturn's in there okay no wonder like um it's been kind of a rough time like um because it's you know my Saturn's in there and Saturn is like kind of a like a sort of harsh teacher in a way um but you always learn from Saturn anyways I feel like I want it to be like accessible to anyone to learn to make it also relatable and for them to like see actual examples of that energy in Mm. in like a way that they're recognizing like I mean who who doesn't know Beyonce (laughs) like um Keanu Reeves like that was like the Virgo Mm. episode or Jennifer Lopez is like the textbook Leo like so obvious and um just for them to to feel like that aha like light bulb moment like I get it like I get it like this esoteric um kind of like intangible thing it's like no I get it it's like right here in front of me and it's I relate to it and I I feel like I can wrap my my head around this in a way that's like easier to understand than maybe um it could get I don't know it could just it is complicated <laughs> it means yeah. like astrology is like this ancient um ancient practice so it makes sense for people to get overwhelmed by it like all the information going on or it's in like to feel like they can't go deeper than maybe like surface level memes about their sun sign when it's like yeah. so you could you can like it's really not as um complicated as it seems once it's like broken down for you and everything and I've had the pleasure of having friends who are like astrologers and I I actually added to my bio very recently the title astrologer because I felt like it was as Lizzo Taurus Queen would say it's about damn time (laughs) yeah I noticed that you changed your um yeah your handle Uh, well not your handle but your title Uh, and I was like yeah go Ariel like claiming the stuff that you've been already embodying for so long thank you yeah because I feel like I've been talking about it for so long and that's what's so funny is I think that um people have seen my shift into spirituality kind of slowly and I think that some people assume like I did it like with a lot of um planning or a lot of like this is exactly where I'm going but Mm. honestly being a Scorpio moon, Scorpio midheaven, I was just been following, I've been following my intuition this whole time. And um, with dress and manifest, that was like my, my first, I think, big declaration of like, this is 
me, I'm very into spirituality and everything. So this podcast was really like a huge formative part of like that experience for me and changing kind of my brand from one that's like, yeah, we're only talking about style and personal development into like, we're also talking about all of this spiritual stuff that's so important to me that I felt like I had to take baby steps to start sharing because I wasn't, I don't know, I felt like I was circling around it for a long time. Even Christy, my stylist mentor um, at the time, she was literally like, Ariel, you you think that your audience is going to be surprised when you start like offering a <laughs> like your starline style reading she was like you share more like astrology things on your stories like more than anybody like yeah. I, I feel like people aren't going to be surprised I'm like yeah and yeah. so eventually I just went instead of circling around just like the being a spiritual stylist I was like yeah I am a spiritual stylist like this is how I work with style on a personal level as well as with my clients and it's just about time to claim that yeah and I think it, it also like makes sense for you because like in just the work you do with your clients it's more it's about more than just the clothes like you're always sort of like tapping into like the inner the inner parts of like a client as well and I know like in the beginning of like your your stylist career you sort of refer to yourself as like a your personal tan and karamo because you kind of you know put their two different elements in, in the show queer eye um into like your clients um, so it doesn't surprise me at all that you sort of have made that gradual shift into incorporating spirituality and astrology into your offerings as well. Just because, yeah, you focus a lot of on the inner stuff to get the you know outer results and the outer transformation. Um, and yeah, and I think it's just a very unique offering as well because you don't come across many personal stylists who are also astrologers or who will do a birth chart reading and then tell you how you can use that in your style and. And it'll sort of explain why people gravitate towards like certain items and stuff like that and what items maybe they need to consider, you know, using more of. And yeah, I think it's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely one of my um, favorite offers. I mean, I love all of my offers and my services, but it's it's very different from the other, I would mm -hmm. say, like services I do. And it's one of like, <clears throat> excuse me, it's like more of like a one off. Yeah. So I think that's also what makes it fun is if somebody just wants like a glimpse into their birth chart, into kind of like their style, just kind of next steps, I think, because that's what I think birth chart readings really are for too, um, where sometimes you just want a little bit of clarity, a little bit of guidance from somebody when it's like, you know, that the answers are within you. It just kind of feels like that feeling of like your glasses being foggy, where it's like, I could see, but like, not quite. I just need a quick hit of wisdom from somebody mm -hmm. like just need to get those messages channeled from my spirit guides and um, to just find the right person who resonates with you. And then to have like a quick session, I feel like is super powerful. And, and yeah. there's been um, birth chart readings or even Akashic record read records readings, which is like, um, kind of, like it's kind of a past life regression as well, mm -hmm. um, where it lent me so much wisdom about myself, even though it was just like one off. Like, I, I think that um, the time you, you are with somebody does, of course, like increase like the impact because you're around them for a really long time. But to even just be in somebody's energy for 90 minutes is really powerful and can shift things. I was like, wow, like my Akashic Records reading from 
it was Scorpio. It was, I didn't plan it, but it was a Scorpio new moon last mm-hmm. year shifted mm-hmm. so much about like, she was like, yeah, you're meant to be a spiritual stylist. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and, um, you've done this in past lifetimes and, um, she was actually the person who funnily enough was like, yeah, you worked with crystals in your past life too. So you should start looking more into that. And now I'm like crystal obsessed, which is hilarious. <laughs> and it does feel very familiar to me. Um, as does astrology. Like I think that astrology to me has always felt like just reading or relearning something that I've already known versus like some other super cool personal development, like, like, um, Enneagram, um, MBTI, like Myers-Briggs. Like I love yeah. all the personality typing things, mm. but nothing has quite hit my soul like astrology where I'm like, of course, like that all makes sense. It just felt like this missing puzzle piece. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also love a personality test. <laughs> uh, and I guess it explains why I love astrology so much, especially since I learned more about it and started like learning about different aspects of like my birth chart. And I'm not nearly as knowledgeable as you are but like I definitely um love looking into like the different especially personal placements and things like that and learning more about um like it's a reflection tool right it's, it's not I feel like people think about astrology as like oh it, it tells you who you are and like your future and like who you'll always be but it's not really that it's more just like a reflection tool and a communication tool and stuff like that and I think yeah it's a really interesting way to sort of deepen your understanding of yourself and in your life and how you navigate things and yeah exactly it is a framework at the end of the day where it I I like to think of it as like a mosaic where like we all have like a little piece of the signs in us and it's gonna refract differently based off of who we are in the light (laughs) where it's like (laughs) okay like um just because somebody is the same sun sign as you doesn't mean that they're gonna like feel like the same energy, like everybody is so specifically unique and like whole in their own way that like, um, yeah, I just think that astrology is not necessarily like cut and paste. I think it's like a way of seeing yourself. It's like a mirror that validates you and lets you know, like, yeah, um, this, this is the beauty within you. Like this, is the beauty within you in like a multifaceted way too. Like not just, oh, like you're a Leo, therefore you're like really confident and beautiful and vain. Like, no, like there's (laughs) just so much more depth to like each sign, which is why I think I had so much fun doing the archetype series for um, astrological archetypes because I wanted people to know the, like just how, much of the depth there is for each sign like it's like such a spectrum where it's like like you have Beyonce and then Keanu Reeves like they're the same sign like like, um yeah that it's like um it's gonna it's going to show up and be embodied the energy will be embodied differently um person to person and it's it's beautiful yeah I think you just do it in a really approachable and accessible way that even if someone who knows nothing about like astrology can still get like a quick quick overview of like each sign and stuff like that and then you also offer like the practical advice and and some affirmations sometimes uh, I, I love an affirmation so <laughs> I always appreciate having um, those at the end of the episodes as well yay I'm glad because I I do love recording like affirmations and um I I feel like 
like I want people to listen to it and feel like they're talking to like their biggest cheerleader (laughs) yeah (laughs) because like I think that it's so easy for us to be like our own biggest inner critic which is a it's just a very like this is a very prominent thing especially during Virgo season um that I just want people to feel like there's always somebody rooting for them like on the other side I'm always so if you're listening I'm literally always rooting for you and I, I genuinely love every single person who listens like I I really feel like when I talk like I'm like sending out like actually like light like I want to like like Im- like cover them in light like hug them let them know that they're like special and that they're loved and like that's really why I love doing any of this like podcasting styling um I really think it's like my sole purpose to just like make people feel like seen and understood and loved like that's really like why I think I exist (laughs) oh that's that's really beautiful and and it makes sense sort of like why you do what you do uh, and why you gravitate towards like helping people you know just capture their self-expression and just love themselves a little bit more yeah exactly so I'm I hope that like the future podcast episodes like offer the same sort of like support to everybody like I I'm very blown away by like the I guess the love like I've got I mean I know that people are listening but it's so easy like even right now like I feel like I'm, I'm talking to Ella and we're just we're just like you know pouring like our hearts out in like a genuine way but it, it also feels like a, a conversation as yeah. does as does like uh with guest episodes other guest episodes and when I'm just by myself that yeah I'm sending out love and I'm like yeah everyone who's listening like I love you but it also is just like still us in a room that you never know like how many people are really listening or how it's actually landing um that the messages like and the feedback mean the absolute world so if you're ever like is Ariel actually gonna answer me like please (laughs) dm me at ariel.britney um you could even um email me back if you're subscribed to the newsletters like I will reply um because your feedback means a lot and it just also helps us see like which episodes are resonating more like especially the guest episodes like when we saw how well the guest episodes were doing Mm -hmm. we were like yeah like let's keep going besides the fact that we just enjoy guest episodes let's keep doing this and even the more like esoteric or like spiritual topics like okay like they they also love this like it's just (laughs) cool to see it it feels like very much like a creative uh partnership between Mm -hmm. us and you listening yeah absolutely and I think because podcasting more than any other kind of like media feels really personal because you know there are people literally in your ears like talking to you and I feel like you definitely sort of you know when you record an episode it literally feels like you're talking to the audience and you're making that personal correct connection so yeah I think yeah it's a medium that suits you very well and it's very integrated into the work you do and yeah I'm just looking forward to to more episodes of Dressed and Manifest and more years of the podcast to come. Yay. Thank you. That is the perfect note to end on. And I agree. I'm so excited because it is my favorite way of connecting with the audience, with anyone who's listening. Um, I feel like I do enjoy Instagram to a certain extent, but like I said, I just, I just feel like when I podcast, I'm so much more in my element mm-hmm. and I feel like um, the the divine messages I'm meant to even share just come through so much more strong when I like just have the mic in front of me and I'm not um, overthinking anything. I'm just sharing like genuinely 
from the heart. It's like my most, I would say it's like my most raw form of self-expression is the podcast, mm-hmm. which is probably why it's my favorite. So yeah, it, there's going to be more episodes to come and there will probably be like, I mean, there will definitely be guest episodes. There will definitely be the astrolog- astrological archetypes are going to continue, of course, which is so wild. We already like halfway through the zodiac. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's, yeah. I'm looking forward to like your opinions on all the other ones as well, because I know last year before the official series, you did an, an episode about Scorpio. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to new thoughts on Scorpio and that uh time comes but yeah and all the others with yeah Capricorn and Sagittarius and Pisces yeah looking forward to it yeah so there's lots to look forward to and um I will also be recording just other solo episodes because I know that it's been a minute since I've done solo episodes where it wasn't that astrological archetype series because we left um a lot of um spaciousness for guest episodes so I have just other things like on my mind too like I'm excited to share and yeah, just thank you so much for listening from bottom of my heart. We love you. And again, just if you have any messages to share, any feedback, it's always valued. And yeah, thank you so much for listening and celebrating with us in this little reflection episode. Yay, thank you. If you need guidance with your personal style, I'd love to help you with my one-on-one personal styling and confidence coaching services. Whether it's for an event, your everyday style, or a brand photo shoot, we get you ready to embody your next level of growth with true-to-you outfits you absolutely love. Check out my website at www.arielbrittany.com and follow me on Instagram at ariel.brittany. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Dress to Manifest with Ariel Burtney is a production by Yali Christina Podcast Services.